I just want us to rejoice in the house of God. And, and so what, what we're going to do is I will speak shortly. I will pray for anybody else who says they still need prayer. I, 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 you know, I, I, I've been thinking that maybe I might anoint some people. <laughs> um, um, but I need, to, I need to just emphasize a few points. Let's see what the Lord will do. Um, and, and then I just want us to just rejoice and, and just celebrate, you know, just have some good time, just, just dance. Oh, I love the way you dance, by the way. That was great. That was good. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, and I'm, I'm so blessed by the testimonies that we had today. Um, and and I, it says to my heart that God is moving in our midst because the whole idea of, te- of prophecy the whole idea of prophecy is not to give you some weird perspective about life, but prophecy comes to, to edify, it comes to exhort. So edify means to build. And to build means it's, it's just putting another layer on top of one. It's, it's helping you build on where you already have. And secondly, it's about exhorting, it's encouraging. It's supposed to encourage you to continue doing that which God has called you to do or to encourage you to help you discover the things that God wants you to do. And you know, prophecy is not some, some weird, awkward thing. It's, it's, it's something that is there that God has given to help you in your walk with God. And it's built upon God's Word. It's established upon God's Word. And, and so it encourages you. So prophecy comes to build. The word is edify. If you read the King James Version, it says to edify, which means to build. This is why someone says, I already had this in my mind. But God has built upon that. Uh, I, I have these things. The sister was saying, I see these pictures and these images. And then the word of prophecy comes and says, you need to walk by those images. It's building up. Amen. 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 And it comes also to encourage so I've been giving to people, and I thought, ah, why should I continue doing this? And then the prophetic word comes and says, continue doing that. It's encouraging. Amen. The word there is exhortation. Can you play around with my voice? Exhortation. And, and, and the third one is comfort. Prophecy comes to comfort. Right? It comes to comfort. And, and the word comfort is about assuring you of God's love. Amen. Amen. So, so the brother says, eight years I've been praying. You know, you need comfort to keep praying. And God suddenly gives me an answer. Oh, I've been, I've seen the visions and I thought God had forgotten me, but a prophetic word comes to say, I've not forgotten you. Don't worry. I've got it in control. It's comfort. That's what prophecy does. So whenever somebody prophesies upon your life, it should do one of these three things. It's not just about telling you your telephone number and the suit you were wearing yesterday. If you tell me what suit I was wearing yesterday, but don't give me a word of encouragement or exhortation or comfort, then, then I don't want to know that. And so the Bible says, you will receive all these kind of prophecies. Hold on to that which is good. Throw away that which is not good. Amen.
So that's what prophecy is supposed to do. And, 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 and the, the man of God talked about, you know, I've been agitated in my spirit about what's going on. In, you know, I just want to, I just think I need a change on something. And so when he spoke about that, you know, I was trying to tell him because he's like, a, he's like, you know, he's a friend. He's become a friend and, and a father figure um, in the few moments we get to meet. And when I was trying to tell him about this, when he asked me how his work, and then he said, no, no, stop. Because you might spoil the word that God has for you. So I stopped. We were driving in the car, I stopped. So I was, it was quite funny that when he started speaking, he says, well, you were talking about the job situation. Now I'm going to tell you what God is saying. And, and it gives me encouragement and comfort at the same time. Amen? Amen. So everything you have heard, it, it's, it's going to do that. And sometimes correction is encouraging you to come to the right path. So when it says you were going the wrong way, but you're going to come this way, it's encouraging you to come to the right path. Amen. Amen. So that's the power of prophecy. And I, and I need you to hold those prophets, prophetic words real good. Amen. Amen. Hold them real good. And test them by the word of God. That's also what the Bible tells us. So test every prophecy. Test them. So I test them. I think I've told some of you before, there was a man of God who came, prophesied of my life many years ago, and says, you are slow. And, and, and I went to the scriptures and started looking, you know, and I thought, this something doesn't fit. And then I went to my pastor, because everybody needs a father, right? And I said, prophetic word comes and says, I'm slow. And he says, no, 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 you're not slow, you're wise. Amen. So you need to test so that that which is not for you, you can throw it away and hold on to that which is good. Sometimes you may not understand what the prophetic word is. Go and ask the elders to help you pray about it so that God can give you clarity. It's not so much that the elders should tell you what to do, but it's about that they can help you get clarity. And sometimes we can pray for you. And sometimes we can help you. I know there were some prophetic words which were spoken. You will need to come and we pray over you. So that you can get released. So that you can, so that the, 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 the hand that's preventing you from moving forward can be broken. And if there is a bondage, because I know some prophetic words talked about bondages in your life. You may need to come and we pray for you. Not you may, you should. You should. If you care about your life, you should come and be prayed for. So that the Holy Spirit can loose you. And set you free. To be free indeed. To enjoy the goodness of God. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. And, and, and like the man of God already said, or the woman of God said, that you know you need to write these things down. Why? Because you move those things deeper into your spirit when you write them down. It's not for nothing that Habakkuk chapter 2, he says, God speaks to Habakkuk and says, the vision is for an appointed time, but write it down. It was God who told Habakkuk to go and write it down. Why? Because you need to write those things down so that you can refer back to them. I even wrote down the prophetic word that says I was slow. <laughs> then I crossed it out and says, no, I'm not slow. I'm wise. Amen. Amen. So write it down so that you can look back at it and you can refer to it 
keep a record of it and you know what it's always good to be able to come and say check that was God that spoke amen, amen. because also the only way you can know that prophecy is prophecy is when it gets fulfilled amen yeah. amen it's good right yes so walk in those words and, and let the Lord lead you to the place where you must. I just want to give you some scriptures that are upon my heart. Um, and and, and, and let, me, let, me, let me do this. Let me do this. So I've already given you John 14, 12. It, is our, it has been our theme, our theme scripture. And what does it say? Greater works than these. But, but what, 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 what about those greater works? That's what I want to know. You shall do. Oh, verily, verily, you caught that one, right? So you caught the verily, verily, okay, this one says, I tell you the truth. That's what verily, verily, I, I say, I'm telling you the truth. And this was Jesus speaking, he says, I tell you the truth, that the, he that believes in me, who, if you can believe on me, if you can believe on Jesus, the works that I do, shall he do also. Or the works that I do, you shall do also. And not only that, but greater works than these shall you do. You can do greater works. I think we've been told about those greater works. And so the uh, Pastor John Myrick yesterday from, from, from Assemblies of God talked to us and says, the greater works that God is calling us to do are in Romans chapter 12. That we must be family. We must be a body. And as we walk as a family, as we walk as a body, people shall see and want to be part of us. And that if we are working as a body, each and every one of us has a part to play. And when we play it together, we become family. Yes. And when we are family, it doesn't really matter whether you are the eye or the foot, we're just family. Because we're just one body. The eye cannot say, I am the body. The hand cannot say, I am the body. It's only the body when the eye has the hand, and the hand has the foot, and the foot has the heart. And so there are some other parts which you don't see, but you know they are functioning. We all see the hand and the nice face, but without the heart inside and without the kidneys doing all the cleanup and without the bowels churning all the food you eat, and some of that food looks disgusting, but the stomach deals with it anyway, so that the hand can do what it needs to do, and the foot can walk, and your eyes can see, and your brain can think, so we need each other. Amen. Amen. And that is, and, and so whatever work that God has called you to do, you must do that work. And as you do that, it amounts to greater works. Amen. Amen. When you play your part and I play my part, it becomes greater works. It becomes what? Greater works. So, and, and we need to believe Jesus. And, and, and to do this, we've been told, we need to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. We need to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. John chapter 16. John chapter 16 and verse 7. Jesus says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It's good for me that I go away. For if I do not go, the comforter will not come. So you need the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit there, can you put the, can you put the amplifying on that verse? The Holy Spirit is the comforter. And the word comforter, the word comforter talks about counselor. He is a counselor. 
And, and in Kaphora, that's paraclete in, in Greek, that's paraclete. He's a, he's a counselor. You will need counsel when you're being led by the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit is speaking to you and begins to show you all kinds of pictures in your day-to-day -day work. You will need Him to counsel you on how to deal with all the things you will face. In also different circumstances that come over and present themselves to you, the Holy Spirit is able to cancel you on how to deal with the different circumstances you meet. He is a helper. Amen. Amen. He is a helper. He will help you. He will help you. And we do need help. Because sometimes it's not so easy. We need a helper. You need a helping hand. And praise God we have a helping hand that lives within us. He is a helper. He is an advocate. He is an advocate. He is, he is the one who stands for us. And he's the one who, who stands to defend us and to give the right judgment for us. He stands for us and gives the right judgment for us. He's an advocate. You know what an advocate does? He's our lawyer. He stands with you. He is there with you. You know, I, 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 love, I love what lawyers do. Even when you are wrong, your lawyer sticks with you. <laughs> yes or no? And even when you go to court, they say, everybody needs to have a lawyer. Even when the murderer has murdered someone in cold blood, he still gets a lawyer. And Jesus says, I am your lawyer. Irregardless of all the things you do. I am your lawyer. I will be with you. The Holy Spirit is our lawyer. He is our advocate. He stands with us. Continues to speak against us. When the devil accuses you, do you know who stands up for you? Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit begins to stand. When you don't know what to say, He tells you what to say. You see, when you are a murderer or somebody who has ever been in court here, and when you go to court, the lawyer tells you what you should say and what you should not say. Yes or no? Even when you've put your hand on that Bible, Say, I swear by this Bible. The lawyer tells you, you swear, but this one you do not say, this one you say. <laughs> so you swear, and when they ask you, you remember, my lawyer said, this one I should not say, and you don't say it. When you say it, it's your own fault. Right or wrong, it doesn't matter. This one you say, this one you don't say. He tells you what to say. So the Holy Spirit will tell you what to say. Jesus speaking to them says, you'll be called to account. But don't worry. You have the Holy Spirit. He will tell you what to say. Yeah. He is an advocate. Yeah. He is the lawyer that will tell you what it is. He's an intercessor. He's an intercessor. And so Romans 8, verse 14 and 15 and 16, talk about how, how you know, we are the children of God when we are led by Him. But, but then, most importantly, says we don't know how we ought to pray. But the Holy Spirit prays for us with groans and moans that words cannot express. He prays on our behalf. He makes intercession on our behalf. So it's important for you to pray in the Spirit. I need to explain this. You must pray in the Spirit. What does it mean? It means 
You must pray beyond your mind. Your mind prays. So when I pray and say, Father, I thank you. Help us, oh God. I'm praying with my mind. My mind understands that. My mind knows what I'm praying about. Amen? Amen. But when I begin to say, do you understand what I've said? Mm -hmm. Because it's not on your mind level. Mm -hmm. It's on the spirit level. So you must get to pray in the spirit. You must desire to pray at a deeper level. Amen. Let, let me just show you. Some of you are looking at me and say, what are you saying, Pastor? Go to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter, chapter 14. And verse, uh, let me open it from my own Bible. Paul, Paul talks to them. Paul talks to them and says, you know what? I pray, I pray with my mind. I also pray in my spirit. Amen. And, and so verse, uh, this, uh, this, 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 let's, let's start off with, uh, with verse 14. Verse 14 says, if I pray in an unknown tongue, what's happening? Do you have it? My spirit prays. And I want you to note, it's a small s for spirit. This is not the Holy Spirit. This is you. You are made of three parts. What are those parts? Spirit, soul, and body. Body is this one. That houses you. I think Pastor John emphasized this. You are a spirit. Say, I am a spirit. I am a spirit. I have a soul. I have a soul. And I live in a body. So the body is the casing. And then you have a soul. And often this is why we say eight souls were saved. We just say eight people were saved. But in reality, it's the spirit man that is saved. Because when you come to Christ and you become a new creation, it's not your soul that has been saved. Your soul gets saved by a process of time. But on that moment, when we rejoice and we shout and we clap and there's rejoicing in heaven because you've said, Jesus, come into my life. It's your spirit, man, that has been saved. That has been changed. That has been made new. And so my spirit prays. If I speak in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding, what is your understanding? Your soul. Your soul is your understanding because the soul is made out of the mind and your emotions. So when I'm praying in tongues, I'm praying in the spirit, it has nothing to do with my emotions. But it has everything to do with the communication I'm having with God. Amen. So I want you to desire to get to the depth of the spirit and get to the depth of understanding God. I, and so Paul says, I will pray, if I pray in an own tongue, my spirit prays. But my understanding is unfruitful. What is he saying? He's saying, you know, what the spirit is doing is praying to God, but my mind. You know, so sometimes your mind can drift easily and start to think about other thoughts, yet your spirit is deeply engaged with God. This is why... 
Pastor Jujet was saying, when you can pray in the spirit, you can be vacuuming in your house and doing all your work and you can do so many because it's a spirit that's praying. It's not your mind. Amen. Have you ever noticed how hard it is to be vacuuming and praying, Father, in the name of Jesus? And you know, you have to pick this one up, it disrupts your prayer. Then you know, but you know, if you're just speaking in tongues. Because it's your spirit that's praying. Amen. It's, it's your spirit that's engaged with God. You are on your bike. And somebody says hello and you can almost, if you're praying, you say, thank you Jesus, hallelujah. If somebody says hello, you have to stop and say hello. And it disrupts your prayer. But have you noticed if you're praying in tongues and somebody says hello, you can say hello and continue in the same flow you have. Why? Because what's going on in your spirit is deeper than what's going on in your mind. Your mind is unfruitful. Hallelujah. And, and let's, let's go to the next verse. Verse 15. What is it then? What is it then that I shall do? I shall pray... I will pray with the Spirit, and I will pray with the understanding also. Many of us just stop in praying with the understanding. But I need you to go to pray also with the Spirit. Amen. 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 You must move also to pray in the Spirit. Because there, the Bible has told us that they that are, that are led by the Spirit, capital letter S, and the Spirit will lead you by speaking to your spirit. And then it is your human spirit that makes a translation to your mind. That's how your mind becomes fruitful from the prayers of your spirit. Because the Holy Spirit speaks to your spirit. And thus your spirit begins to make a translation to give an understanding to your mind. And then you can begin to write down the things and say, this is what God has said. So it's, it doesn't take some extraordinary event to say God has spoken to me. Because He can speak to you all the time. Yes. Amen. 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 And so He says, I will pray with the Spirit. And I will pray with the understanding also. And, and, and I want to challenge church. That you can also do the second part. I will sing with what? With the Spirit. Don't just sing in your language. All the time singing English, Shona, Dutch, no? Come on, sing in the Spirit. You can also sing in the Spirit. It is in the Bible. It's scriptural. So sing in the Spirit. Amen. Can we go deeper? Yes. We, need to, we need to get to that place where, where we, our spirit man becomes stronger so that it can begin to influence what we do in our soul, in our mind, in our emotions. Let the spirit control. And the way for the Holy Spirit to lead you is by your spirit. Amen. Amen. And He fills you so that you can be able to, to move forward in your life. So he says, this is what I will do. And then I also sing with understanding. Most of us are singing with understanding. You know, default is to sing with understanding. But go to something deeper. I, I was challenged by what Paul, how Paul wrote it here. That he, he could have said, I will sing in, the, in, in this understanding. 
And then says, but I'll also sing in the spirit. But Paul says, you know, no, 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 no. The way it should be, I will sing in the spirit. But I will also additionally. Do you hear me, church? Yes. We are doing the addition before the real one. Am I speaking to someone? Yes. You need to do the basics before you start doing the additions. I will sing in the spirit or I will pray with my spirit. And then I will also do the other with my understanding. Oh, I'm challenging your paradigm. I am challenging your theology. But let not the devil lie to you. That your spirit cannot pray or your spirit cannot sing. Don't let the, the fact that as a church sometimes we are confused. And we don't know how to deal with the things of the spirit. So that we shy away from them. It's not every day that you have somebody prophesying in church like we had in the last two days. Why? Because we are afraid of things going wrong in the spirit. But if we can get to learn to walk in the spirit, like Pastor John was saying, he says, I have learned over time that I can trust the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And so I can stand and prophesy to 90 people in a weekend. I was just watching and say, wow. wow. You've got a big download database <laughs> from God. But what is he doing? His spirit is connected to the Holy Spirit. And then he makes a translation for you to understand. So I'll pray in the Spirit, I will sing in the Spirit, but I will also. Amen. 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 You need to move your prayer life to be that deep. And, so I, and, 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 and to come to a place where your spirit prays more than your mind prays. And you know, if your spirit prays more than your mind, you will find that there will never come a moment where you say, I don't feel like praying. Because it's about the spirit, not about the mind. The reason you don't feel like praying is because you're praying in your mind. And the mind has, is connected to the feelings. You are on the soul level, yet you should be on the spirit level. Ah, you're also quiet. <laughs> I don't feel like it. No. If it's about the spirit, there is no feel like it. with God so say 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 again after me I am a spirit I, am a spirit. I have a soul, I have a soul. And, I live in a body. and I live in a body the Holy Spirit, the Holy spirit will speak to my spirit the Holy Spirit will speak to my spirit say Holy Spirit Holy Spirit, speak to my spirit. Speak to my spirit. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, speak to my spirit. Speak to my spirit. Now speak to yourself and say, Spirit, Spirit, speak to the Holy Spirit. Speak to the Holy Spirit. Listen to the Holy Spirit. That's how we're gonna be led. That's how we're going to get guidance into all truth and into all things. Amen. Amen. And so let's, 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 let's go back to, to, the, to the next one. So, so here he, he talks about, he, he's given us that, he's given us that understanding. Um, go back to John chapter 16. I want to go back to John chapter 16. 
and, and he says he's an intercessor. And so he prays on our behalf. And so we don't know how to pray. Often your mind does not know how to pray. And, and, and you can easily pray amiss because then your mind prays according to how it feels or how it perceives the situation. But the, we need to come to a deeper perception. And that deeper perception, Pastor John called it a spiritual perception. Often we are perceiving things in our mind. We look at things. I look at Gilbert and I see him. He's, he's, he's a nice looking brother. But I need to have a spiritual perception of him to know that he's not only a nice looking brother, he is actually nice. And that he is full of potential. And that God is using him to bless his people through music. It's a spiritual sense that needs to connect to the Holy Spirit to do that. And, and so he's, the Holy Spirit is an intercessor. And the Holy Spirit is a strengthener. He strengthens us. He gives us strength. He gives us the power to do things. He gives us the power to do extraordinary things. Amen. He's a strengthener. And, 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 and he's also a standby. He is a standby. He stands by us. He stands with you. He stands all the time with you. He strengthens and stands by us. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. I love the Holy Spirit. Yes. Do you love the Holy Spirit? Yes. He stands by us. He stands by us. Can you open to Acts chapter 19? I want to show you something there. And, 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 and I want to show you something there. Acts chapter 19. Acts chapter 19, you find Paul, Paul goes and, and meets some disciples. He meets some disciples. And, and Paul was, at the, was uh, while Apollos was in Corinth, Paul having passed through the upper coast of to Ephesus and finding certain disciples, go on to the next verse. He said unto them, have you received the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit? For those of you that don't like the word ghost, have you received the Holy Spirit? <laughs> since you believed. You know, since you believed. I, I want you to, to fully understand and to fully be aware that we can be believers, but we may just be operating at only that level of just our spirit has been regenerated. There is another level which is called receiving the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's called receiving the Holy Spirit. Remember the disciples had been with Jesus for three good years. And, and they were born again. Were they born again, yes or no? I know, I mean, the Bible never says they prayed the sinner's prayer, but they were born again. That's why Peter was, Jesus says, Peter, upon you, I will build my church. And you shall be the apostles that will go out and begin to spread the gospel. That's why God gave them. They were born again. Their spirit man was changed and had become to know Jesus for who he really was. So remember when Jesus was asking, who do men say I am? And Peter says, you are Jesus, the Savior, the Son of God. He says, flesh and blood has not revealed these things to you. But the Holy Spirit, you only become born again when the Spirit touches your spirit and tells you you need to change. So the disciples here had been born again. And yet Jesus says, wait 
in Jerusalem and I will until you receive the Holy Spirit so on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2 they received the Holy Spirit amen. amen you need to receive the Holy Spirit it's beyond the fact that you have accepted Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior there is a part called receiving the Holy Spirit amen. you know Jesus is God and yet in Acts chapter 10 and verse 38 what does it say school of disciples students Okay, read it. I'm told it's up there. Huh? How God anointed Jesus. Stop there. How God anointed Jesus. Did is is Jesus not the Holy Spirit? But he still needed to be anointed. So there is, a, there is something on top. Amen. Yes. There is something on top. And in Jesus speaking in Luke, we were told by Pastor Jeff, he says, the Spirit of the Lord is what? Is upon me. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to proclaim. The Spirit of God is upon me. The Holy Spirit must come upon you. Amen. He must come upon you. Amen. So there is a receiving. That's why Paul, when he meets the disciples in Acts chapter 19, notice they were called disciples. They were called disciples. I mean, if it was today's, they probably were good, come, Holy Ghost, not the Holy Ghost filled, but coming to church believers. Probably walking around with a big Bible or a big iPad. You know, that's the exchange these days. Before I used to have a big Bible. And now probably because, you know, I've moved to the iPad, i moved the big iPad to resemble what? My, my wife was saying, you probably need to get a mini. And I said, no, I want my big iPad. They probably were big, big Bible-carrying disciples. They sounded committed. And, and he says to them, have you received of the Holy Spirit? You know, you can receive of the Holy Spirit. Yes, they had rolls, yeah. So they moved on with big rolls, probably. Scrolls. Have you received of the Holy Spirit since you believe? And they said, oh, we've not even heard about the Holy Spirit. We've not even heard about the Holy Spirit. And so what does Paul do? Go to the next verse. Paul, and he said to them, unto what were you baptized at the baptism of John? See, go on to the So unto what were you baptized? Said the baptism of John. We were just dipped in water. That's the baptism of John. We were just dipped in water. So Paul, then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him, which should come after him. That is Christ Jesus, verse 5. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And verse 6, and when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them. The Holy Ghost came on them and they spoke with other tongues and they prophesied. You also can prophesy. Amen. Like what Pastor John was doing. You also can prophesy. Yes. But, but I, I, I'm more interested today about the part that the, the Holy Spirit came upon them. And everything else that begins to happen is a manifestation of the Holy Spirit coming upon them. You know, and, 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 and in terms of 
the, the power says, and they spoke in other tongues. It's, 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 it's really like Paul says, what will I do? When I pray in a tongue, it's my spirit that prays. That's why it's important that you also speak in tongues. Amen. Amen. And, and, and my last verse, and then I'm going to pray, I'm going to pray for you. My last verse is Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. I'm just going to read this one because it's the, it's, it's the basis of what I'm going to pray for us quickly. I, and, I, and, and, and it says, But unto every one of us, verse 7, unto every one of us, Ephesians 4 verse 7, is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore, he says, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive, and he gave gifts unto men. There is a gift for you today. Amen. There is a gift for you today. Amen. And why were those gifts being given? And you know, the Holy Spirit is also seen as a gift. <laughs> Who gives us gifts? In Acts chapter 2, when Paul, when Peter had preached to them, you know, they said, Peter, you are drunk. And I loved it. You can be, when you're full of the Holy Spirit, sometimes you can be drunk. So when you see people doing strange things, it, it's really not strange. If I had time, I can, could, uh, maybe I should one day tell you about strange experiences in the Holy Spirit. But because sometimes you may look like you are drunk. You may behave like you are drunk. This is why sometimes when some things are happening in the church, some people run away. Because they are their mind cannot understand what is going on. So Peter stood up, stood up in Acts chapter and says, We are not drunk, guys, but this is that. Spoken by the prophet Joe. In my last days, I'll pour out my spirit. The Holy Spirit can be poured out on you. And, 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 and when he had spoken, they said, What shall we do then, Mr. Peter? And, 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 and Peter said, Repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus. And you also can receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And when you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit can also give you gifts. Ah, I love that one. I don't know who you are. Receive your gift. Amen. Receive your gift. Amen. I don't know who you are. Oh God, Master Receive your gift. Amen. Receive your gift. Amen. In the name of Jesus. 